Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Your host uh, today is the uh, weekly state of the program. Uh, I am joined by Inside Texas publisher, Eric Nalin. Eric, how you doing, man? Doing great, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, you're still up in the state of Iowa. Um, you know, I, I guess that you're, you know, the hangover is is deep. I, it's almost like a funeral occurred. I'm, I'm actually eschewing my normal white shirt for a black one because I think yeah. it was a funeral almost last night. Um, talk to me about what you saw first in the game. But what I really want you and I to focus on uh, at length here today, uh, or at, at some length, is where this program is headed, what's going on, and, and the things that need to happen. But just a quick recap on what you saw at the game. Yeah, you're wearing black, and my my hat has a shadow. It looks like I have a veil on, so I'm, <laughs> I'm in mourning as well. Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, Des Moines is nice, very nice. It's, uh, I figured it'd be a smaller Omaha, and I think that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's, so it's, it's been a good time outside of the game. Um, you know, as far as the game, you know, it's always going to – it's your most recent barometer of where you are as a program. And uh, what that game tells us about Texas is, man, they have a long way to go. Um, you know, I think we could at least pretend that they were kind of close in the, in the recent games, you know, with the heartbreaking losses and, and giving up leads. At least the offense showed up and looked really good at times. Uh, there's no positives to take out of that game. Uh, and really, I think it's it's just a sad uh, reflection of how far they have to go to to become a contending program. Yeah, I, I I wrote down in my notes for this. I felt like it was more Arkansas than Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. This felt like they got ran over. That was my prediction going into the game. It was uh, there, there was a lot like Arkansas. I, I hated the matchup on paper, uh, and then it was uh, it was really sad to see it kind of uh, live uh, in a, in a bunch of uh, a, a pretty big gathering of unruly fans. Uh, <laughs> they've got those, those fans have a little more of an edge to them than I thought. Uh, but yeah, it was a bad matchup on paper and, uh, bad matchups on paper are, are not going to go Texas's favor, uh, go in Texas's favor this year. Yeah. You think, uh, Casey ha- had an injured thumb, don't you? That it, it's what they, they said it was iced after the game. Did you see that or no? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't heard, uh, how much that hindered them. Um, but a, a thumb injury, especially for a quarterback, is just not going to heal in season. You know, it's like trying to get your uh, trying to fix turf toe. Uh, there's just no chance to, to, to heal just because of how much you use it. Yeah, no, I get it. All right. Let, let's let's talk about this, because I, I think that at four and five, there needs to be a reckoning of sorts. Right. Um, and that's where uh, someone that's been doing this as long as you and I have been doing it. We can kind of hopefully see the forest through the trees, if that makes sense. And it's not any one game. Uh, it's the accumulation of games uh, or the cumulative effect of, of, of them that you see going forward. Um, what is your number one issue you, that you see with the Texas football program right now? Well, the number one issue, Bobby, and I, I guess I'm kind of late on this one and you were ahead of me on it, is that the, the baseline talent on the program isn't, isn't good enough. Uh, and the good thing about about talent is if you upgrade it, it it'll make up for a lot of works. I think uh, Mac Brown had a lot of 10 win seasons that, you know, a lot of teams that weren't all that well coached um, 
or developed even, but talent was able to compensate for, for some overall program shortcomings. And I think right now they need talent to, to, to overcome whatever shortcomings there are that we don't even know about yet. You know, how, how, how big of an issue is coaching? I think it's a little too early to say. I mean, obviously, we've, we've gone in depth uh, before about schemes and stuff, so maybe it's not too early in some regards. Uh, but talent would, would overcome any coaching flaws. You know, I don't think he's so early in his tenure. I don't think that there's going to be a, a, a game-changing panacea higher out there. I just don't think that's going to occur. So the number one thing that they need to do is upgrade talent, and that starts at, at, at the signal caller. Interesting. So you think at, at quarterback it's, it's, it's probably needed because Casey Thompson not getting it done, Hudson Card – uh, kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit last night. Again, got, yeah, it was just like Arkansas again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to make, I don't want to cover for Hudson because he didn't look good at all. Uh, so, but but that's the you have all these different uh, pillars in a program that have uh, the most uh, positive effect or negative effect on a program. And we saw that with LSU with with Brady and Joe Burrow. They were the number one reasons that they won the national championship. It wasn't Ed Orgeron. So, if you can upgrade quarterback, it, it's it, it's the most feasible way that they can get get better in a hurry. Yeah, I, I, you know what? That's a great way to put it, and I and I agree with that. So that that's number one, um, and, and along with talent at every position, I would take. Is there is there any particular position that you think is? I, I've got one or two. Do you have a, a a position that you think is just underperforming dramatically right now? Well, I think I know where you're going, so I'll take a different position. I'll, I'll say offensive line. I don't think you were going to say offensive line. Uh, you're probably going to look on the other side of the ball, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, offensive line, again, because of the impact that you can have on the overall performance of the whole team, the passing game, the running game, you help the quarterback. There's just a huge uh, mutually beneficial relationship to having a good offensive line. Uh, I know that's hard for Texas fans to see, to believe, because they haven't seen a good offensive line much in the, in the last uh, 10 years. Um, 2013 might have been the last time they had a, a legitimately pretty decent offensive line, maybe 2016 when they ran for 2,000 yards, but they didn't have a – uh, the, the rest of the uh, offense to really take advantage. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be offensive line for me. And I think they're going to need to get some serviceable starters out of the portal uh, guys that can come in and compete right away. It, this is a great question. Is there anything salvageable on the offensive line right now? I mean, that, that's my question. Like how many is, is enough starters? Because right now, right. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I don't know who's, who's good enough and who's not. You got to find a starting tackle, maybe two tackles, and then you could you could put the uh, the the current starting tackles at guard. As to me, is the fastest way they can upgrade. I would move Christian Jones to guard, and I would move Carrick to guard too if I could. Interesting. So you think Carrick long term? You know he hasn't played there, but they need help. Uh, they're they're getting overwhelmed at yeah. the point of attack. They're getting out quicked. I mean, yeah. they're getting beat every which way. I, I couldn't agree more. So. Yes, you're right. I am going to pick another position, <laughs> but but that's that's um, doesn't mean I don't recognize what you're saying because I, I completely agree with you, Eric. Uh, the the two positions for me are safety and linebacker. I not it's like they don't even they're not even and I and I wrote this to you and I know that's why you. It's like they're not even connected. Yeah. Like it, it, for the front of the defense to be connected to the back of the defense, it happens at linebacker and safety. Period. And. And it doesn't look like they have a clue of where the where they need to fill uh, on runs. It doesn't look like they really have a feel for the depth of drops. I mean, Luke Brockemeyer does a decent job of getting deep in drops, but not great. Um, DeMarvian Overshone has not had a good year overall. Um, and, and 
Ovi Ogufu and um, Rayshon Thornton are just not not guys. I mean, I know they, you know, to a, a level they play end. Um, uh, one of them plays end. And my yeah. my thought on this is is have you seen a group that is as disconnected as they seem to be? I mean, they just don't. The whole defense doesn't seem to play as a unit. And and I put that mostly on linebackers and defensive backs or safeties. It could be the defensive front too. I mean, any thoughts on that at all? Because that's where I'm coming out right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you mentioned the two positions that were football IQ is the most important on defense. And I don't think Texas has had a smart team uh, in general, football IQ wise. I'm not talking about in classroom or whatever. They're not dumb guys. I know some of those guys, you know, they have plenty of snap, but I don't know that those football instincts are there. And we've talked about it before at linebacker. We haven't had an instinctive linebacker in a long time. Uh, and, and, and those instincts really show up at safety as well. Uh, and I, I just don't think that the football IQ on defense is high at all. And that's, that's most going to uh, avail itself where you, you re- remove the raw athleticism out of it, the component that you see at corner that you have to have. And then a lot of uh, defensive line plays raw athleticism as well. Sure. Technique and all that, but uh, you gotta, you gotta play winning football with your head at linebacker and safety. And uh, I don't think they're doing that. And, but I, you know, at, at some point that goes a little bit of level of beyond I'm comfortable talking about because those guys know football more than I do to some extent. Uh, and, and, and the coaches are going to have a better idea of what's going on. But I, I think, I don't see a high football IQ at, at linebacker or safety. And those are positions where you can have an average athlete become a really good player just by playing smart. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I, and I think it's fair. It's a fair critique. I don't think you're stepping out there. The, 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 the thought then becomes, you know, why is Texas using this, um, these, this defense that requires, and, you know, high football IQ at linebacker and safety if they don't have those guys. You know, yeah, why I not? Think I think they're building for the future in that regard and trying to play the long game, sort of like how uh, Tom Herman didn't alter his offense in, in 2017 when he knew he didn't have a tight end. He just kept running the same stuff that he knew he was going to run. Uh, you know, they're trying to instill a program culture. KD football is going to run the same football plays they run every year, year in and year out, regardless of the personnel. I think they're just trying to get that. This is our system. This is who we're going to be. And then they want to, to coach those guys up, um, you know, as you know, what they would used to do with the linebackers is send them on a call every time they, they turn them into robots. And I don't think they want them playing robotically. Uh, but as they're becoming <laughs> more humans out there, uh, it's not going well at times. But, you know, I, I think um, I think there's still upside there with Brockermeyer. I, I do think that that guy with another year, remember, he's, he's played back and forth on offense and defense. He uh, he didn't play a lot. He didn't get a lot of reps uh, until this year, real, really until spring. Uh, so I think there's still some ability there because I don't see him being athleticism doesn't appear to be his shortcoming to me. I've seen him take a couple bad angles here and there where it might look like he wasn't as athletic as he is, but I think he's plenty athletic for it. So, but they, that's another position where you go find a guy. It could be a, go find a guy, the leading tackler at Eastern Washington or whatever. Maybe that guy's the player, you know, because I think it is a thing where, where football intelligence can really improve it uh, quickly. And, but I think the big problem is that they are, um, they're playing the long game on it and they're going to teach these guys to play. And, and uh, it's not going to be pretty at times. And uh, it wasn't pretty yesterday. Where's the pass rush. Yeah. Well, you got to get athletes there. And that's, you know, that's the whole thing about the, that class that they're getting right now. You know, the, the best pass rush, I think is plus minus is terrible. Ovio Gofo, his plus minus has got to be horrendous. You know, he might get a sack or, or a tackle for loss, but he overruns all the time, takes bad angles. He gets past the quarterback, opens up a running lane. It's just, you know, they, they, I think he does have more, uh, more potential down the road, but you know, they're going to have to address that. The problem with edge 
is you're not really going to address that in the portal. It's going to be hard to find. It's a scarce commodity, finding guys that could come off the edge. You're not going to find a corner. You can find a linebacker. You can find a safety. Uh, you might even find a couple of decent, decent offensive lines. But that, that edge pass rush is going to have to be developed. Um, luckily, they have a couple guys coming in uh, next year that early enrollees. You don't want to put too much on them, but uh, but they need some bodies there for sure. You know, is this – let me ask you this. You talk about building for the future, and this is this is part of the problem I have at safety right now. And even it, it, not not as much at linebacker where we've seen Jalen Ford start to get some run, uh, some pretty regular run here. And, and so they're building for the future there. But it's safety. I mean, other than Jaron Thompson, both those guys are, are, are seniors and they're gone. I mean, yeah. is is safety a position in this defense, in your opinion, that a true freshman can come in and play? Um, or is it going to have to be a seasoned veteran kind of guy? Because – Otherwise, we're, look, we're staring down the, sta- the barrel of the same thing next year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the, the hope is that Brian Allen is a seasoned veteran, even though he's going to be a freshman, just because he's played so much football at Alito at a high level. And obviously he's played like two seasons worth of playoffs, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't want to put you don't want to. I'm not going to sit here and sell any freshman as a savior at the position. You know, they got Adam Moore coming back with Thompson. Uh, maybe there's some meat on the bone there as far as upside. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they're probably going to have to look at the portal there, too, man. I mean, it's they're, they're going to be active in the portal. Uh, they're going to have to upgrade it. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of answers for you at safety. There's not a deep position. They lost Tyler Owens. Um, you know, maybe they could put Anthony Cook back there if he comes back, and then, then you put somebody else at nickel, maybe Keaton Crawford. you got to take advantage of your, your, your best commodities. Is going to be your corner. So if you can move a corner out to nickel and move a nickel to safety, you might be able to upgrade that way. Yeah, and, and I think that would get more athleticism on the field. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's almost like I don't understand why maybe Cook didn't get some run this year at it. Um, uh, he's practiced and, there when they when, when they go to base defense and pull the nickel off he goes to safety and practice some so I don't know why they haven't done that either you know you've got your he's basically a corner cover skill set uh you would improve coverage and you know by a large degree if you put him at safety uh maybe they just don't want to yeah I, I, I don't know but they, they, they're going to need to look at reshuffling every way they can uh in the secondary especially if Deshaun Jameson comes back then you got to move one of those corners to safety probably Keaton Crawford uh and, and then they leave Jade Barron at corner but yeah, we'll see, man. They've, they've got some issues to, to solve. And I think those came in a much more uh, greater resolution yesterday. Yeah. Here's the other one, Eric, for you that, that I would have never thought necessarily going into this year that, Hey, let's circle this position and say, wow, what an, what a underachieving group, but I'm going to put wide receivers out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than Xavier worthy and, and, and while he was still playing, Jordan Whittington was a solid player. He, he made yeah. some mistakes early, but pr- by and large was clearly the number two. I mean, that it looks like a I, I, in, in Andre Coleman as a coach has been um, detract. There's been some detractors, primarily from a recruiting perspective. People worrying about him as a recruiter. Yeah. Um, is it coaching too? I mean, what do you see any of that? You're not comfortable talking about it. 
I mean, what, what am I missing? Because I saw, I saw, I saw Calvante Dixon um, look lost a couple times um, and actually just stop. I saw um, Marcus Washington bat down a ball instead of try to catch a ball. Um, none of them were routinely getting open. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Coleman's teaching them how to bat it down. You know, the, the problem with the uh, wide receiver, it's kind of like quarterback accuracy. You either have hands or you don't, you don't really coach up hands. You can coach up uh, good fundamentals for sure, obviously, but catching the ball is either something you can do or you can't do. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. Obviously they don't have enough guys. Whittington has that ability to, uh, to take the pressure off the quarterback and provide a decent uh, second option, uh, losing him hurt, but it's wide receiver in the state of Texas. They're a dime a dozen. Um, you know, for what for what we say about wide receivers is they're usually fungible, but that's <laughs> that's clearly not the case at Texas. Uh, but it is a position they can upgrade uh, immediately through recruiting. Uh, that's not one of those positions that's very labor intensive as far as developmental curve and how long it's going to take them to play. Uh, they're not all going to be Xavier worthy, but they can come in and produce. Uh, but it, yeah, go find go find Cooper Cup at Eastern Washington. <laughs> Whatever, man, go find one of those guys. They need some guys out of the portal. They need another one for sure. Very yeah. frustrating because it's such a common position. Uh, the state produces quality wide receivers every class, every single class. There's not a down class at wide receiver typically. And uh, Texas has, you know, a, a pretty bad depth chart. Frustrating. Yeah, it, it's really frustrating. And it, I think that the thing that you and I, you know, knowing recruiting like we do in particular, it, it would seem like this would have been an easier transition, but I think that, I think also it, we got caught um, in this transition from a Tom Herman style offense where they wanted to be good in a phone booth really yeah. to where they wanted to be good in space. And they don't have any other than worthy who, who's a natural there and is an incoming yeah. recruit who's good in space for them. Dixon, maybe. Think who, think who Tom Herman had in 2017 at his disposal. He had Colin Johnson, Reggie Hemphill Maps, who had a really good freshman year, a redshirt freshman year before he went the Brandon Collins route. And then uh, Devin Duvernay and little Jordan Humphrey. I mean, what would, what would you kill to have those? You know, those guys, maybe not each one of those guys is a world beater. But obviously, certainly Devin Duvernay and, and little Jordan Humphrey had, had really good final seasons in Texas. But, man, just having that depth chart right now, things would look a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say something too because a lot of our a lot of Texas fans feel this, Eric, and and I need to get your thought on it. And I have some specific thoughts too. What's what's the backbone of this team right now? Um, and I and I don't mean to call players out because we've talked about that. What I do want to ask is where was the fight? I mean, this yeah. felt like Arkansas again, where. Yeah. We both talked about the lack of fight, whether it was in the in the coaching booth or on the field. I felt like Texas went down 17 to 7 and the game was over. I was yeah. like, might as well start a running clock. I mean, yeah. because you know, I, I just felt like in, other than Roshan Johnson yesterday, who um clearly uh wears his heart on his sleeve and and lives by that motto and takes a I I didn't necessarily see anybody else. Not not saying nobody else was that way, but who yeah. else was playing for keeps last night? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I scrapped it in the humidor. I was going to write about team leadership, and, and I I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to really go negative uh, ahead of that game. I kind of had a feeling where the game was going to go. Was, you know, but what I was going to write was uh, that you know 
the, the most, the, the best players are not vocal leaders. And then, so the void becomes uh, guys that don't necessarily have the respect of their peers trying to be uh, leaders. And that doesn't ever come across, you know, you, your, your best players have to be your leaders. And I don't think that necessarily is the case. Obviously like John Robinson, obviously he's a great person and, and in a way he is a leader, but he's not, he's not going to rally the troops in a vocal manner. Uh, so Texas traditionally has more lead by example guys, as opposed to the, that fiery, uh, inspirational guy that, that gets gets everybody uh, uh, lined up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just the summation of, of those previous three games and they were just out of gas and mentally exhausted and drained and they didn't have it in them. But uh, it was a bad game on paper uh, and it was even worse on the field. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if leadership craters after three games and, it, and then it just becomes obsolete. I think that probably has something to do with it. Um, but where they go next week, I guess it's <laughs> – Jerry's already talking about he's going to pick Kansas. So, I mean, he doesn't have much faith in them rallying, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's easy to be a leader when things are going good and much, much more difficult to be a leader when they're not. And right now things are not. And so if they don't show leadership this week, then we'll just know they don't have it for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a, a, a fair way to put it. I, I feel like, I feel like they, um, they definitely miss Sam, right? Yeah. Um, he, he, I think people are realizing now maybe he wore more of that program on his back than, than most people even can fundamentally recognize because um, it may be a guy like Joe Osai too, right? Who, sure. uh, you know, for right Osai or wrong. Osai was the embodiment of leader every, every bit as much as, as Sam, hard, hard, hard worker, and he wanted it. And, uh, yeah, they missed those guys in a, in a major way. Yeah, and and I just I, I come back to this. Um, you know, you and I both know there's no pressure on Steve Sarkeesian as far as uh, his job or any anything like that from a day to day perspective or a year to year perspective. Um, but where do we need to look up from in a month and see progress to know that he's getting things done? Oh, they need they need to win win these next three games. You know, Kansas is a, Kansas gives them a chance to get right, much like Rice did after uh, Arkansas, uh, and they they did they did get right. You know, they, they had a chance to to really uh, rip off a bunch bunch of wins, and it uh, we we know how it went, with especially you know the 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 comeback loss to uh, OU. Um, they're gonna need to win the next three games. They're all winnable. Texas shouldn't lose another game this season unless they get a bad bowl matchup. Uh, but yeah, they got <laughs> we need some results. Got to win. Yeah. Is Hudson Card good enough to do that if Casey Thompson's thumb's not good? Um, you know what? I want to see what I want to see what Hudson looks like in a uh, in a more favorable environment. I was at the opener and uh, you know, I thought he played pretty well. I didn't, you know, I think I think he did get blown out of proportion how he played in the first game, but I did think he played well, uh, particularly uh converting third downs. Um that I mean, I don't, you know, I walked out of that stadium not knowing what I just witnessed. He was not ready at all. Uh, and, you know, the pass rush was getting him to him all too, all too often. Um, but neither quarterback looked good. So I, I don't know. But Texas is good enough to beat Kansas. Texas is good enough to beat Kansas State. West Virginia just got held to three points. Um, you know, they need to go on the road and get a win there. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The, the team is good enough to beat Kansas. The team is good enough to beat Kansas State. The team's good enough to beat West Virginia. I don't know uh, if I would want to put it on any one player. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest with you. you. You say West Virginia was just held to three points. Texas was just held to seven. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying they at least have a chance. 
<laughs> I mean, what's that, what's the final score going to be? Nine to six. Oh, I mean, I, I think that um, you know, if I look up in a month and where I want to see it, I I need to see some movement um, in recruiting um, and some movement in in player upgrades. I, I just I feel like right now um, we're we're going to be back to the same level now. Now, fortunately, unfortunately, we're not going to probably get final answers in that one month time frame, right? Because the portal right. is this uh, ever-changing thing that you don't necessarily get the players at, at that particular time. Um, but I've got to see something where I believe that Texas is is doing something right, you know, and, and addressing some very real needs at safety, at, at offensive line, at linebacker, um, potentially, you know, in a, at a position like quarterback that can be impactful if Card and Thompson aren't the answer. Um, they need more depth at wide receiver, clearly somebody that has some moxie, not just, you know, somebody that can get open. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to, we're not asking for another Xavier Worthy. We're asking for somebody that can get open at seven yards yeah. uh, and catch a football. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the point. And so I'm looking at that and just thinking, wondering to myself, where is that going to be? And are we going to have that answer in a month? And it's probably more like six weeks to to the end of the year. Um, you know, um, Eric, uh, before we go, you have anything you want to you want to add on where you're feeling things are at right now? Um, you know, this is a obviously negative uh video uh, you know it's going to be that way when they play so poorly but I, I'm with Ian Boyd our Ian Boyd on uh, believing that there still are a lot of positives at the foundation level uh, I do believe Sarkeesian's going to be able to scheme guys once he has his players but if he doesn't have his players then the experiment fails if he gets his players I still still predict success for him that's interesting yeah I, I think that you know he, we've seen him do it with the with the right guys and the question now is can he get the right guys and I think that that what we didn't know for sure, but we're seeing now is he has way too few of the right guys. Yep. Um, other than B. John Robinson and um, uh, Xavier Worthy, potentially Jordan Whittington and potentially uh, Roshan Johnson, because I do put Roshan now. I'm I'm a big Roshan fan after that because he's a he's a culture guy. Yeah, I love Roshan. Um, other than that. Not a single offensive lineman do I say is for sure a guy. Uh, not a single tight end unless – I think I like what I've seen early from Juan Davis more than anybody else. Yeah, Juan's, Juan's a fire plug. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I think that there are things there. We know we can do it. Um, I, I, I do have some concerns on defense, uh, whether or not this scheme actually works uh, unless you have – a plus talent. And given the fact that Texas isn't going to have a plus talent next year, right? You just, you don't see that happening, right? Like, no, I mean, that, that the, the efficacy of that defense is dependent on how well the offense is or how efficient the offense is. You know, you can't really play that defense if you're not scoring points. Um, and so I, I do think as funny as it is to say that the biggest upgrade for PK might be if he got a quarterback, <laughs> just because it would take a lot of that pressure off of his defense and, uh, you know, it, it makes running that defensive style a lot more. Uh, it, it makes a lot more sense if they could score points. They're not scoring points, and therefore that defense doesn't make any sense. So, what was it? Would they give up in the second half? 27? 27. Yeah. 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 And, and, and basically, the first 
17 minutes of the game or 17 minutes of the half. I mean, it was, we blinked and it was over, you yeah. know, the long Brees Hall run, the trick play game yeah. was over. Yeah. The grandmas behind me got a lot more vocal as that second half wore on. <laughs> grandmas from Ames. Yeah. Um, all right. Bad. Hey, Eric, have a safe trip home, dude. Um, it. You. Please everybody uh, check us out on insidetexas.com. Uh, Eric and I are there every day. Uh, trying to bring you the best information on Texas uh, Longhorn sports and recruiting, trying to give you the inside scoop on what's coming next. Uh, Texas did pick up a commitment uh, on Thursday of last week, Jameel Johnson, uh, uh, defensive back out of Arlington Seguin. So recruiting is going on. That's a 2023 recruit. Texas has a big recruiting weekend coming up this week uh, for the Kansas game that we'll be uh, trying to keep you up, keep you up to date with. Uh, and so for Eric Nalene, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching uh, this episode of On Texas Football. Also, please consider, uh, consider uh, hitting subscribe for this YouTube channel or Apple and Spotify. Thank you.